Hey man, what's up? Uh, have you ever heard of Al- Alvin York? Alvin York. Alvin York. Mm, is that the chipmunk's last name? <laughs> no, but it is Theodore York. It's their dad, Alvin York. <laughs> so to be clear, you think that the dad of the chipmunk's name is Alvin, and he named one of the chipmunks Alvin, yeah. and then the other two, Theodore, and you can't name every Simon. kid after you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. That's one way to <laughs> I make mean it has. That's why middle names exist. That's one way to make sure the other two know their place, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they came second and third. Yeah, that's why he's always saying Alvin. Alvin, yeah, because he likes them the most. Okay, he's Alvin. actually just saying his own name. <laughs> yeah, he's so mad at himself for creating talking chipmunks. Alvin. Was that ever explored? Why they talk? Was that ever I like? Think, I don't know. Did they ever get spilled so. in some radioactive stuff or yeah. whatever? There was never like the opening sequence to uh, Powerpuff Girls. They got fed after midnight or whatever crap <laughs> happened to them. No one knows how they got there. Alvin York. <laughs> sure, please do. <laughs> okay, so Alvin York, um, he is uh, arguably one of the most unlikely war heroes that the the country of the United States has ever had. Okay, um, which war? Uh, the war. Well, uh, that narrows it down, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> World War One. Oh, the war. The Great War. Yeah, the war. Uh, he, he was born in 1887. Um, to a uh, 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 one of those Tennessee families in the late eighteen eighties. <laughs> <laughs> to um, you know, one of those, one of those families. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know what one I'm saying. One of those Tennessee families. You know what I'm saying. Like, like a normal, other, modern, <laughs> mid, like mid. No, in the eighteen eighties. Eighteen eighties. Eighteen eighties in Tennessee. So that family. Their dad worked on a railroad. Their okay. mom made all their clothes, and there was like twenty of the kids. Okay, um, that was their lifestyle. They uh, each of them of for everyone some reason, in the eighteen eighties, huh? Everyone in the eighteen eighties—that's what their lifestyle was. If they were in Tennessee, <laughs> okay. Which part of Tennessee are we talking? Um, actually, uh, I'm not totally sure. Uh, Fentress County, Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, I know where that is. Don't go. Don't expand further. It's no teeth zone. Um, <laughs> All right. You better hope they don't got ears too. Jeez, that's a deep callback. Do you not remember that? The no teeth zone. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the Kelly Hopkinsville yeah, encounter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't ever you, look at me. I thought you didn't remember and that. See if I don't know which. Yeah, Kelly Hopkinsville episode twelve of our podcast. Yeah. When I drew a picture on the whiteboard that nobody saw because we were audio at the time. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> No one didn't listen to it either. We no way we, we didn't have listeners, <laughs> and we're losing them by the month. Okay, great, it's cool Let's because of this. <laughs> so he was in the no teeth zone. Shockingly, he had a full mouth of teeth. Um, but uh, he, his family, for some reason, his whole, all of his siblings, they did nine months of school, and that was enough for them. Um, so. <laughs> Decided by who? I guess them. I guess their parents. That's were enough. Like, nine months is plenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to spend nine months in the womb, nine months in that room. That's the schoolhouse, <laughs> and then you're ready to work on the railroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna spend the rest of your months heading towards the tomb. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, so their dad died in 1911. Um, uh, in when uh, Alvin was 24, I think is how old he would have been at the time. Okay, his two older brothers had moved away, so it kind of made him the de facto father figure of the family, head of the house. Yeah, the head of household, and he took it went to his head. He was excited to be the leader. Oh, okay. He, he just couldn't wait to be king. I'm in. All uh, right. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, interesting sidebar. His family. It, I was thinking about this when reading his lineage. Um. Sometimes you forget just how 
not old America is. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his mom. He's probably got like a living grandkid. Well, his mom's dad was a deserter in the Civil War, which is so she. So his mom's dad changed his name. Okay. Um, and then his mom's grandpa was a part of the original settlers of Tennessee, like from England, yeah. which is insane. This guy, World War One, which is a long time ago. Sure, but not that long ago. Oh, I know. And then his grand, or I guess his great grandfather, settled Tennessee. Yeah, that's bonkers. Anyways, um, so he uh, he kind of became the de facto. Well, the same way, that, like the year twenty eighty is closer to now than like the JFK assassination. Yeah, that's not cool. I was <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> that's not cool. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, time's weird, dude. I hate it, man. Well, I mean, that's but that's why, like, that's why people in certain parts of the country, certain parts that rhyme with the mouth, um, <laughs> are so deeply entrenched in their, like, you know, the South will rise again stuff. Because it wasn't that long. The ago. old people who were saying it, it was like their grandpa who was, was. like, "Dad, I, I fought for this stuff and lost, and I'm bitter," <laughs> you know. Yeah, that is that is yeah. That's so it's insane. Anyways, uh, Alvin, uh, he became the man of the house. Okay, so he went working for the railroad, um, it, and uh, the pressure all the day long. All the day long, the pressure got to him. Um, he became an alcoholic, um, and was prone to bar fights. Um, I guess we should say saloon fights because that was the time. Um, <laughs> Tim just keeps going like the only thing he knows of 1800s is Silver Dollar City. Like you're just like saloon fights, saloon fights, and people were robbing trains. You know, they'd be out there with a stick, and they'd be like, "This is a stick up, this is and, a stick up," you know, and uh, that's about all they do is just rob trains all day. Rob trains and go look at the dead guy at that one place in Kansas. That's it. That's all there is to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he I, sometimes I am glad social media exists because we don't got to go look at dead people anymore for fun. <laughs> you know. Now I can just I pop on a Netflix series over a thing I don't want to watch. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, half of the things watch. I watch on shows are I don't want to see it. Yeah. But at least yeah. I don't got to traverse the country to go see a dead guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that makes no sense to someone who hasn't watched our back. That's fine. <laughs> and it's just like what okay. I'm done creating content for new people. This <laughs> one's for the this is for for the people. Yeah, this is for, okay. Uh, so Alvin uh, he uh, this is for me when I listen in 20 years in prison. <laughs> he was look around Jaren. <laughs> There's no windows. It's worth it though, isn't it? It's worth it. Take your hand. Feel that spot on your on your, on your side where you got shanked last night. What are you talking about? Wasn't okay. it worth it, Jared? <laughs> I just for Feel video for video wound. people. He just goes take your hand and then puts his hand just softly on his belly, like he was about to be like and then rub your belly. Like what are you talking about, dude? Feel that shank wound. Shank wound. Yeah, feel the shank wound. It was worth right. it, wasn't it? That stab spot. That All stab. Right. That stab stick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Petition to rename knives stab sticks. Stop. Okay. Uh, so Alvin, he he was prone to fighting. Uh, he'd get drunk. He would fight people. Um, mutual in one combat. Such, not mutual combat. I don't think. At least, uh, uh, who knows? Maybe some of them. Um, but he, in one such fight, his best friend died. Uh, I don't think he was fighting his best friend. I okay, think I was wondering. His, wow. Him and his best friend got in a fight, and his best friend lost. Yeah. Um, How? <laughs> How <laughs> big of a person could I pick a fight with that before you would be like, I'm not going to help with this. You know what I'm I saying? Would, I would help with whatever size person. <laughs> You're so stupid. Dude. I am. I am. Here's the thing. I am uh, way too confident in myself. That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. And so if if things went south in a moment, I'd be like, yeah, I can handle this. It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. I I'm too confident. We would both get murdered. We'll both die. Great. <laughs> both of us lose. <laughs> so don't worry. You're covered. outside the Seven uh, Eleven what on whatever boulevard. <laughs> two podcasters were dying. <laughs> Did you call us podcasters? 
Hey, come over here and feel my stab wound. Him <laughs> and his friend got in this fight. And, and they're fighting people died. their age. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we age don't know. appropriate fights. We don't know. Probably. Sure. But we don't know. Um, and his best friend dies. And this yeah. impacted him a lot. Um, his mom was very active in the local church. And okay. so he started coming to church with her, but he was not like into it. He would like show up drunk and stuff with like black sure. eyes and you know from the fight the night before. Yeah, and um, the pastor also had black eyes, but couldn't tell anybody why. <laughs> and so like the pastor's up there and he's there and like they're both like we fought in the bar last night, <laughs> but the pastor has to be like I I wrestled with God last night wrestled with the Lord <laughs> a great temptation. I'll tell you what. I had a fight with this guy and he was so muscular and strong. Everything was in the right place. <laughs> Alvin's best friend dies in this fight. Yeah, I know. He's already at church. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's he's right. He's so he church, starts yes. going to church. He starts going to church. Um, and uh, the pastor finds out he's a decent singer, so he gets put in like the the choir. And so he's singing every weekend at church, drunk. Um, but he's there. It's the only time he's got courage to sing. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day uh, in the uh, winter of 1913, his church uh, it was a normal chapel service, and then all of a sudden it went for 48 hours. And then people started posting on Twitter and coming across the country <laughs> to be a part of it. <laughs> no, but they did have a Louis like, Giglio showed up <laughs> and they didn't let him on the platform. <laughs> they wouldn't let him up. Yeah, they said you're too famous for this. Uh, so no, that oh, that's a good litmus test. Maybe I should go to the Asbury revival <laughs> and see if they let me on stage. And then that's how, how I'll know are if I'm famous enough. <laughs> did you get to talk at the Asbury revival? <laughs> No, I was too famous. <laughs> Put me on winter jam. <laughs> That's like in your media kit. Didn't get to talk it. <laughs> so okay. there so, is a revival breakout. Of so church? a revival. They have like a revival service oh, at okay. the end of the last uh, forty-eight hours. Nineteen thirteen. No, it, it was the end of nineteen thirteen, December nineteen thirteen. On January first, nineteen fourteen, he has this big conversion experience okay. where he's like, "I'm leaving alcohol behind. I'm leaving the fights behind, and I'm following God." Okay. Um, and <clears throat> the church he was a part of was an interesting church because it was kind of like a separatist church. They weren't um, associated with any other denominations. They broke off from a local Methodist church because um, just a few years ago during the Civil War. Um, the church, the members of that church congregation were uh, appalled by all the people who were like fighting for slavery and they were like, we're, we don't, we don't like that. We don't like any of that. And so they broke off. They started their own church and they were like super pacifistic, like sure. No violence whatsoever because they were so against everything that happened with slavery and the civil war. Sure. So he adopts all of those mentalities. Okay. He's like, he's like, I can't fight. I can't be violent. I can't do any of that. And then world war one starts. Yeah. And obviously anyone below the age of 30 and above the age of 21 had to uh, uh, register for the draft. And so shoot, dude, do you think we still get drafted now? It's 25. So we're free. We're home free unless things get worse. Unless things get real bad, things get bad, then they up it. But right now we're in the clear. So hopefully that sticks around. Um, oh man, <clears throat> he was I'm close. sorry to you, Jaren. If you're in the trenches right now, <laughs> five years from now, <laughs> listening to our old podcast, just reliving the memory, then you're just like freaking eating bugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaren, I want you to reach down, feel the stab wounds, <laughs> <laughs> and remember. <laughs> Great, that's good. Uh, no, uh, don't make me laugh. <laughs> I got stabbed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I do like the idea that in five years society's collapsed enough that we're in poor and we're still listening to our, and we're listening to our podcast. That's what I, I, yeah, I didn't like the first part. I liked the the, the bit that we've 
I don't like the idea. I'm not like, oh, I like the idea that our society would collapse. That's fun. Downloaded them all onto an MP3 player. We've got old headphone wired headphones that we're wearing in the war. In the war. Because I just assumed Bluetooth wouldn't work anymore. That's they true. broke it. Um, the war broke Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the headlines. <laughs> they broke Bluetooth. <laughs> but whatever we're reading the headlines on still works. It's now a real paper. Oh, okay. They broke Bluetooth. <laughs> we're reading stone tablets chiseled. It falls fast. So, uh, so, so he gets he, drafted. Well, in the draft, it, when he registered for the draft, he's 29 now. He's, he's just barely in the cutoff. Yeah. When he registers, there's a line for conscientious, conscientious objectors. And so he said, Do you claim an exemption? And if you do, specify your grounds. And so he wrote in, remember, uh, he went to school for nine months. So he wrote, Yes, don't want fight. Uh, <laughs> don't want fight. And they said, Cool, you're going to war. Uh, <laughs> you sound dumb enough to be on the front lines. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, they said, they said, you sound like your parents taught you more about guns than words. So let's have you go. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> no, they use uh, them as a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the giddy up was. <laughs> he wasn't even a soldier. He had to have another guy Perfect. on his back. We need more horses. He had to run in <laughs> and they made him nay too. Nay! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just so I just imagine, imagine being so the dumb German, that they're like you're a horse. I just imagine the German front lines on it's like their guard pit, and they're like, "Are those soldiers? Is that the cavalry coming in? The American cavalry? <laughs> There's so many of them. Wait a second, those aren't horses. Where are their horses? <laughs> those are those are men. Those are boys. Nay, <laughs> men, and none of them have teeth. <laughs> Stop." <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> like you don't have to fight. You just gotta you gotta run in with the fighter on your back. Don't worry, he's small though. He's so small. He's such a small guy. He'll be light. You can carry him. He's like, well, yeah, horse jockeys are small dudes. They right? are. They are a little. Hey, we want to figure out what the best episode of Tillin is, and that's why we're doing what, Tim? It's a March Madness bracket for Tillin yeah, episodes. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We're going to do a March Madness bracket. If you want to vote for what you think is the best episode, we've narrowed it down to our top 32. Yes. Yeah. We've done and 16 so, of my favorite, 16 of his favorite. And we've pitted them against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can vote on which ones you think are better. Uh, if you want to do that, just text Tillin to 66866. You'll get the link or go to Tillin.com. It's there. And and if you're a patron, this is super cool. You can actually make your own bracket to see if you can guess what you think is going to win. And why would they the do best that, episode. Tim? Oh, because we're going to give a hundred dollars to, to the who, winner to the winner of this bracket to everyone. game to everybody. <laughs> just, just kidding. Dude, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Cut that part out. We are doing a hundred dollars to the winner who who guesses the most things correctly on this bracket, but you have to be a Patreon supporter to win and can compete in that part, but you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to vote. So please do that. Text Tillin to six six eight six six or go to Tillin.com right now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year is interesting because everybody's kind of coming out of their winter hibernation uh, and wanting to go do stuff. And if you're anything like me, uh, that's not great. Not because uh, you don't like your family or you don't like your friends or anything like that, but because your social battery drains pretty easily and you need more time to recharge than a lot of other people in your life. Uh, Last summer, I was not great at this. Uh, I let myself do way too much and I got really, really drained uh, and it was a rough experience all around. Uh, But... Uh, luckily, I've got a therapist who does a great job helping me set my boundaries and keeping me accountable to my boundaries, uh, especially in areas like this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online. It's flexible. It's convenient. And it fits literally any schedule. Uh, it's really easy to sign up. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. 
so uh, <laughs> he he gets the objector status, but the problem is in World War One. If you got objection status, you still had to serve in the war. You just didn't have to be violent. So you would like carry stuff around camp and drive oh, the cars okay. and stuff like you that. You still be part of the war. Yeah, you're still part of it, but you're just not pulling the trigger. And they're like, "That's fine. You're not, you know, doing it." And and after World War One, they were like, "We don't want to do that either." And then in World War Two, they were like, "Okay, you don't have to do anything. You don't got to do anything. Just stand by." And yeah, you can be at home. Sure. Um, but in World War One, they're like, "You still got to go." And so he still had to go. And while he was. He got shipped off and, you know, war's happening. His commanding officer was also a religious person. And he basically coerced him into not being a pacifist anymore. He was like, God loves war. Read the Old Testament. And he, he was, was like, like, yeah. Was like, yeah right. God does love war. And so then he was like, why don't you go home for like two weeks? Talk to your family. Beat some people up. Pray about it. Pray about it. Think about it. And then come back here and just kill a bunch of people. And so he did. He went home for a couple of weeks, got leave, prayed about it, talked to his pastor a little bit, and came back and said, "Captain, yeah. I'm back, ready to kill." Um, <laughs> you say that? Well, he didn't say that, but oh, okay. But he did say, "I'm, I'm okay to sure, fight. Let's I do feel it. good fighting." And so um, he gets put into put me in, coach. <clears throat> he gets put into Company G of the 328th Infantry, 82nd Division, uh, and he gets shipped off to. Um, uh, he does a, a couple battles, you know, and you know how war is. There's multiple battles, um, but eventually, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, he he on October eighth, nineteen eighteen, um, he was a part of the Muse Argonne Offensive. I'm okay. not sure if I said that right. Um, uh, and his battalion was trying to capture what was known as Hill Two Twenty Three, um, which was in France along this railroad, like strategic railroad that they were trying to capture from the okay. German military. Uh, and in the middle of this encounter, there was an enemy machine gun position, like fortified position that had pinned them down and they were shooting all artillery at them and they couldn't pro- progress any f- further. And so the captain selected a group of 13 of his men, one of them being Alvin and then four other officers at the time. Alvin's a corporal. Um, and then four other officers to try to flank them and sure take down that position. And so they go, they they go on this flanking route and they get seen. Uh, and the machine guns open fire on them. And uh, four of all four of the officers were killed. Three other soldiers were injured. And so now there's what seven of them left. He becomes the commanding officer because he's the next in line after all the injuries. Okay, and the other people that were with him, he describes he describes his experience in the war uh, with a lot of the other people were super young that were in the war. They were all like 2021. 20, yeah, um, and he said that they m- often would kind of freeze up in these situations. And so everybody else he was with froze up, dove into cover, and he just laid down in the brush with his handgun because he somehow lost his rifle in the exchange with his handgun against this fortified machine gun position. They said there's probably a dozen machine guns up there. He started just mowing people down with his handgun because his whole life he was backwoods Tennessee shooting just little shooting. tins and so, squirrels and yeah. stuff. So he was an incredible shot. And so he's just sitting there every time he sees someone poke their head up and he's just clearing this fortified with a handgun with a handgun. Okay. And just reloading his handgun, taking him out, killed a couple dozen German soldiers and eventually one of their like the commanding lieutenant at this fortified position jumps up and empties a whole clip to try to take him out and just misses the entire thing. And so then he yells out and he says English and (laughs) Alvin says no American. (laughs) It's good to know that that person's always existed. English? Nah. <laughs> Red-blooded American. <laughs> Which that does like a movie line though. To be honest, it does. Pretty cool. It does. Pretty cool. <laughs> so he's like, "No, speak English." And he was like, "Ah, yeah." Oh yeah, I guess. And he's like he's like he's like lay down your arms and we'll surrender. And so <laughs> he's like, "I don't know what you want me to do this." They're attached to me. <laughs> 
I don't know what you want me to do. Lay down your gun. <laughs> oh, you know, why did you just say that? Yeah, why did you, you say that? Freaking. And so one by one, the German soldiers start standing up from behind this. Uh, and then he just. <laughs> no, from oh. behind the trenches. Uh, one of them does actually try to toss a grenade at him. And so that guy tosses a grenade and he just shoot, sh- shot him on the spot and like rolled out of the way of the grenade. And then everybody else was like, okay, sorry, what do you need? Uh, and they what took. What do you mean he shot the guy on the spot and rolled out of the grenade? Like a. Like the guy threw a grenade at him. And he was just he like, shot the guy and rolled away from the grenade like Rambo. And, it, <laughs> and then. And everyone else is like. Uh, all the Germans are like, yeah, we don't want to mess with this guy. Um, <laughs> So what Sorry do you about that guy? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, that's what happened. And so they all surrendered. This whole encampment surrendered. And to up, one guy with a handgun? <laughs> ended up being 132 German soldiers. And <laughs> none of them could count and be like, there's no way he's got 132 bullets in this thing. <laughs> they were just what what happened was they were like, we can't kill this guy. Because they had a dozen machine guns shooting at this one dude and he's just knocking everybody out. Their commander steps up and tries to do it and he misses every shot, but this guy's not missing a single shot. They even threw a grenade. <laughs> they even tried a grenade. And so they took 132 German soldiers back to camp and they just marched them along. All seven of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> they marched. <They're> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's up there like, Ba 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 ba. I thought his brain thinks. All yeah. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba, da, ba. Oh, left. left. <laughs> uh, you fellas know where we were staying. Uh, you guys got the room key. Turns out I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, he said that he was nervous coming back to their camp because. They had 132 German soldiers it was gonna marching look with like, them. It was going to look like they were <laughs> they were attacking. <laughs> yeah, uh, but luckily they saw him up front, and he was like, he was like English. He's like hey, American, <laughs> American, <laughs> American. <laughs> so they marched back in, and the general in on the site was like, "Did you capture the whole German army, son?" And he's like, "Nah, sir, only 132." <laughs> what did they do with them? I put them in. I don't know. They're a prisoner of war camp. Oh, okay. Um, and this enabled the American victory in that battle. They were able to then progress past that point and win that battle. And so they he didn't had to put them in cages either. They were also scared of this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were terrified. It's kind of like an electric fence with a dog. You know, <laughs> eventually you can take the eventually, electric fence away because yeah. the dog was just like, I'm like yeah, I don't need that. to go anywhere near that. Nah, that's fine. Um, so he earned a distinguished service cross for this. Okay, um, which. Later, an investigation was done on what happened. They interviewed all the witnesses and stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, he needs the Medal of Honor." And so they gave him the Medal of Honor for this, which was wild because he—I uh, mean, not even a year ago—was like, "Yeah, I don't believe in violence," and then he became a Medal of Honor recipient and took what I don't know this for sure, but what is probably the largest amount of POWs captured by a single person in one go. That's a huge amount. Yeah, and uh, one. Succession. Where's fantasy stats? You know. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta check my fantasy platoon. He ended up. Uh, <laughs> he ended up receiving over getting 50. on DraftKings, putting down a bet <laughs> how many POWs <laughs> this Tennessee kid's gonna get. Uh, uh, he eventually got over fifty. Uh, like commendations in his career um, and became he came home and when he came home from the war, it was like a, a humble homecoming and then somebody in Tennessee found out about what he did and they wrote an article about it and then he became like super a famous. hero. Yeah. yeah, and everybody it was a, a huge hey, deal. Hey, welcome back from the war. What happened? He was, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, it was just war war. Yeah, I was really just a pencil pusher when you really think about it. <laughs> There was one guy who thought I was. Do you guys English. know we speak English? <laughs> <laughs> and so he, uh, he, he, because of his fame, uh, he started uh, uh, a nonprofit organization um, for 
Tennessee youth to be able to get to go to school, which probably was the scar from him not realizing the guy was asking yeah. if he spoke English. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Wow, that hurt me more than me killing that guy with the gun." <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, like he killed. That several. hurt me more. Yeah, I know that I killed a lot of your friends, but you cut me deep with that. Like, no idiot <laughs> English that you speak it. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is Alvin. Uh, it, this is not him now. Uh, this That's is him, him at twenty eight. Yeah, this is him then. Uh, That's at twenty eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we are doing good. <laughs> it depends. It depends what season of the world. This is wartime, uh, so you yeah. know he does. He wasn't doing it. I saw some guy talking about it. This is interesting. You brought this up. I saw a guy talking about this on TikTok. I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Um, okay. He was talking about how like people who live through situations like this in their life are he used the terms domesticated and wild. He said these people are wild. He said people who live in situations like ours are domesticated because they don't have like insane hardships that they have to go through in their life. And he says so so these what kind of TikTok <laughs> are you watching, dude? <laughs> what kind of wild what? at heart men's <laughs> conference crap are you listening to? They're like, man, we're domesticated things like this. Boys. We're just domesticated, we're just domesticated soy boys, dude. Boys. <laughs> Look at us. We're just little, this, little. Is, this is a a a real wild man. <laughs> Okay. No, but his point his point was like if you look at the difference between a domesticated dog and a and a wild dog, um, they have different features and different they act differently because one of them all their needs are met. The other one they have to meet all their own needs. Um Okay. And their own survival. And so they And this is like some millionaire talking on this podcast, right? No, I don't think he was I don't think it was millionaire. He didn't look like a millionaire. He, like <laughs> he could have been. And it would have been a left field surprise millionaire, you know? Like one of those ones where you're like, oh, I you're imagine rich. I imagine it's two bros <laughs> in like oversized hoodies just sitting there and one of them's like, Yeah, bro, I mean like, dude, you gotta think about people like freaking Alvin Chipmunk, right? <laughs> Who is a wild man. And really, when you think about it, like girls only want wild men. <laughs> We're just domesticated now, bro. And I don't want to no, be domesticated. You're domesticated. <laughs> I'm not domesticated. I've broken free. I've, I'm wild. You I've know? been released. I'm. I freaking. <laughs> just, I've been delivered. I got. I got in touch with the the sun, dude, <laughs> and like the natural rhythms of nature, and uh, and that's you know. I'll tell you what. One of the hardest things I ever went through, hardest thing I ever went through, was when one of my seven rental properties, <laughs> one of them wanted cheaper rent, and I was like, "You, I can look at hardships, and I can go, this sucks, or I can go, this is gonna make me wild." Yeah, you're making me wild right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the phone. He's on the phone with his tenant. Ah. He's like, "You're gonna make me wild, bro." Stop. You want to pay fifty bucks less a month? <laughs> You're making me whoa. He's growling. He's freaking hissing on the phone. <laughs> what was that? You're making me wild. <laughs> what? Bro, I think you need to move. Your landlord. Yeah, dude. My scary. landlord is wild. My landlord came over shirtless, <laughs> ripped shirt. <laughs> And was just ripping grass out of the yard. Ripping grass out of the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in his mouth, dirt hanging out, I'm mud pretty, everywhere. Pretty and sure was he got like, hair plugs I'm in wild. his chest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that what kind of TikToks are you watching? That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't know. I'm just curious what you think about that. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. There's two dogs inside all of us. You know? And they're fighting yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Which one's gonna win? Which one's gonna win? The one that's wild, bro. <laughs> it's the wild. It's not the little beagle. It's not the one you it's feed either. It's not gonna either. be a beagle. The one you feed is domesticated. That's the message. Yeah. The one you feed, yeah. you've domesticated it. Now you've ruined yeah, that dog. Don't feed that dog. Don't feed that dog. Start that dog. Let the starve one become wild. Do you want to be? You want to be a little lassie, or do you want to be a snow duck? <laughs> <laughs> you just give an example of two domesticated dogs. <laughs> Yeah, but the domesticated snow dogs are cooler dogs. They're, yeah, they're but one of them was outside. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. be? You want to be a snow dog? You want to be a snow dog, or you want to be a service animal for a middle-aged white lady in the, in Indiana who definitely paid a lot of money for a service dog, a service even though dog. she has zero mental illness. <laughs> do you want to be a snow or dog? Or physical disabilities? Do you want to be a snow dog, or do you want to be Air Bud? <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. I'd probably want to be here, but who's the real man? <laughs> um, anyways, so that's uh, Alvin Alvin York. Um, I'm going to be honest. This was all a segue. I want to talk about Polish's uh, the Polish war hero. Poland's got a big war hero too. Okay. Um, nicknamed the bear. Um, his name's Wojtek. Um How long are we into this episode? About 30 minutes. Um, this is where you're pivoting. Yeah, this is where I'm pivoting. Okay, uh, so uh, the bear. Yeah, so uh, uh, this guy Poland, sounds wild. Poland has a war hero. Um, his name is Wojtek. Uh, can you say that Wojtek Wojtek? Yeah, that's a cool name. <laughs> Dora the Explorer me again, dude. I'll go wild on can you. you say Wojtek. <laughs> okay, so say the, Wojtek. the bear, the bear. Uh, here's a picture of him. Uh, he's the bear. <laughs> he's the one that's a bear. <laughs> it's Wojtek, the bear. He's an actual bear. That's wait, why you're serious. Yeah, you're serious? serious. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is Wojtek, the bear. I thought you were talking about the guy holding him. No, they didn't call him. They didn't call him the bear because he was like a tough guy. They called him a bear because he was a literal bear. Uh, <laughs> And he was their war hero. <laughs> so here's what happened uh, <laughs> at the beginning of World War Two. Um, uh, a we're, talking about a, we're talking about a war bear right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got to make a movie of this already. I didn't know the story, but it's going to be called Modern War Bear. <laughs> Modern War Bear. So uh, a group of Polish soldiers um, uh, were released from the Soviet Union. They were prisoners of war in the Soviet Union. They were riding a train back and on the train ride. There was a little boy on the train who had a bag like a bag with him and one of the soldiers was like, hey son, why is your bag moving? And he was like, well, (laughs) I have a bear. Truth be told, I found a bear cub. <laughs> no way! <laughs> and he's got a bear cub in the bag, and he's like, "I think some hunters killed its mom, so I picked it up and I put it in this bag." <laughs> and for some reason, they were like, the "We're gonna, have, we're gonna <laughs> need to take that bear, son." The, the soldiers were like, "Name your price." <laughs> and so they traded them a few bucks, like some drinks and a bar of chocolate. For this bear, <laughs> you see some drinks. How old is this kid? I mean, not like it was like juice. You know, like, like, Here's some way juice. to cover for it, dude. <laughs> no, it was literally no. These juice. are Polish prisoners of war, dude. They're gonna give a kid alcohol in exchange for a bear. Yeah, they're just like here's a flask, bro. Give but us I mean, the let bear. Let's say you're seven, dude. I mean, freaking, you've got a small bear in your backpack. Another dude, imagine you don't trade the soldiers, right? And you go to second grade, some kid next to you is pulling out a teddy bear, and you pull out a teddy bear, dude. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's cool. Look what oh, I got. that's nice. My bear is going to literally kill your bear. <laughs> Can you imagine being a teacher on show and tell day? And, and a your kid, kid whips out a bear. Out like <laughs> <laughs> that's the kid. That's not even the bear, dude. Yeah, he what? pulls the bear out, sets it on the ground, and then he goes, he goes, he oh, goes, hey, bear. and the bear is just like bearing around just whatever there. bear do bears are pretty chill. They are pretty chill. Um, and so these Polish soldiers, <laughs> bro, these my apartment <laughs> complex is going to be so mad. <laughs> they find out about my inflatable hot tub and my, my bear. bear. <laughs> I ain't paying pet rent for that. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying it, make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, leave a review. That stuff really helps a lot. It really boosts us in the algorithms uh, and makes sure a lot more people get to see what we're doing. Uh, And so we appreciate that a ton. Leave that comment, leave that review, uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, so they, uh, these soldiers, uh, uh, they they started raising this bear. Um, they got they ended up on like back in camp, like you know, not doing any war stuff because they just got back from war prison. Okay, so, like, you guys got some time, chill, recoup. And so they're raising this bear, 
And um, it became kind of like a part of their um, company. Uh, they were the their squad. Yeah, they were unit their- thirty five twenty two of the twenty second artillery supply company. Um, and so this bear was like a, a part of them, the three, the thirty five fifty two. And so they uh, uh, they raised this bear and the bear. I mean, it was 1940s Poland. Um, and so they the bear like started mimicking all the soldiers. So the bear would uh, drink beer, uh, a lot of beer uh, <laughs> and the bear would um, what kind of beer does the bear like? I don't know bush. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> oh that bush. Yeah, that's our that's bear our bear. bear. Bush. That's our bear beer <laughs> um, and so yeah, the the bear would uh, drink beer uh, and it would eat like human food like whatever they would give the bear whatever they had that was sure. available for them um, <clears throat> and then uh, it really enjoyed uh, marmalade honey syrup, um, but also very much enjoyed um, smoking cigarettes. They would <laughs> give, they would give the bear a cigarette and they would light it and he would take a puff and then eat the burning cigarette. The interesting thing is if they tried to give him an unlit cigarette, he would spit it out. He's like, give me a lit cigarette. I want them because <laughs> this bear this bear because they got him at such a young age thought he was one of them like and so he's like I see them all with the lit cigarettes and they're putting them in their mouth and they all they must be eating them <laughs> and so he was just trying to fit in. He was trying to be a part of the culture <laughs> now. Yeah, I remember when I was a freshman in high school <laughs> and I ate, I ate a lit cigarette to try to fit in with some kids. All these kids are eating cigarettes. Whoa, all the cool kids are smoking are eating cigs. Hey kids. Oh yeah, where you just talk about it at lunch. You've never been around a cigarette day in your life <laughs> like oh yeah, dude. I ate a whole pack. I <laughs> Excuse me, you so what? Was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> what? What did you say? Did yeah, you dude. Say you ate all freaking pack. threw back like a whole <laughs> whole pack of whole pack of marbles. Say marbles, marbles, a whole Mar- pack of marbles, marble, marlboros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I eat cigs. Yeah, I love them. Tastes yeah. great. <laughs> it burn on the way down, you know. You're eat, you're <laughs> eating lit cigarettes. Mm-hmm. 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 I like spicy. <laughs> oh, you're not <laughs> poser. Yeah, you loser. I'll see you at the skate park. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> dude, this like right kid's now. <laughs> so green, dude. He's green. He's green. You know, golly. Why dude. are you that color, you bro? You can't digest that much. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he Voynich is the na- or Void what is Voidic Voitek Voitek is the name that they gave him. Um, it's actually kind of cool. It comes from um, uh, hold on, let me scroll down and get this right. Um, <coughs> uh, it comes from like a local uh, uh, phrase, uh, which means happy warrior. Uh, and so yeah, so it grew up alongside them and became like their mascot. Um, and everybody in the community loved him. He actually wrestled with the soldiers, um, and they would <laughs> get in circles and wrestle this full-grown brown bear. Uh, and then like if it was really cold, it was the sweetest little bear. If it was really cold, it would find uh, its favorite uh, soldiers, and it would come snuggle up with them at night to keep them warm. Uh, like it was a really like gentle giant bear, you know. Yeah, and then he killed the whole pack. <laughs> I know how these stories go. Well, um, there was um, the this uh, the the twenty second company of the thirty five twenty two. They got uh, uh, sent out to the Italian campaign in the in the war, and for some reason that I don't I want to know more context about why I haven't been able to find it like for the, some reason the bear comes with no for some reason Poland had a policy that uh, mascots and pets aren't allowed on their ships uh, already. So apparently somebody that was else already in writing. This. That was already a policy. No, 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 <laughs> not after last month's war goat. Okay, someone tried to bring the bill. No, not on this boat. All right. No goats on this boat. And so uh, the no 22nd go company, go. they enlisted him in the Polish army and it worked. Uh, so <laughs> or did he show up with his ID and it's just like, 
<laughs> and they're like, wow, dude, you're really hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so he got officially drafted into the army, uh, became a private. Uh, <laughs> he was private Wojtek. Uh, he had he had his own uh, paybook, rank, serial number, um, and he lived with the other men uh, on the ship. Or sometimes they put him in a wooden crate, depending on the scenario. But normally, with the other men in the twenty second division, and so everybody else, there's like a lot of divisions on the ship. Everybody yeah, else like there's the a boat. bear on the boat. Imagine day like seventeen on your journey on the boat. Day two, kind of cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's cool. There's a bear in that platoon. That's really neat. That's pretty funny. They found a bear cub and they raised it as their own. Day seventeen, you're like, holy crap, that's a real bear. <laughs> a real bear. And they're no, not joking. I'm saying, like, imagine day seventeen. You didn't know there's a bear in Twenty Second Company, and you like go into the latrine, <laughs> and it's you know, and it's just peeing in the urinal. It's just in there. It knows what to do. And you're just like we're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> How did you Where get did here? Are you a sea bear? <laughs> That's a sea bear. A sea bear in the latrine. <laughs> okay. And the bear turns around and goes. <laughs> well, they did teach it to salute. So well, it yeah, salute that's what I'm saying. And it's like a, it's a higher rank than you too. And you, so you got to salute the bear back. And you're like, all right, sorry, yes, sir, sorry. Well, it would mimic those other soldiers. So this this bear walked on its hind legs and like marched in formation with the other soldiers. Yeah, I'm salute, sure. Like do all the things, and they get out to the front lines. Uh, and at the Battle of Monte Cassino, uh, and this the 22nd Company, they were in. Uh, artillery supply company. So their main job was to supply the artillery guns in the front line. And so they Comes were the carrying crates of artillery up to the front lines and he saw the rest of his company doing that. And so he starts picking up crates of artillery and carrying it up to the gun positions and following his soldiers because he's like, well, that's what we're all doing. He's like, I'm one of you. And so <laughs> no, you're joking. I just said serious. After this battle, uh, he got promoted to a rank of corporal because of his service in the battle, and it was pivotal in the battle. He was he could carry more than everybody, so he was carrying more ammunition than yeah, everybody. Yeah, he's else. a bear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the everyone else was like, "Frick, man, he didn't even work out." The the thirty five twenty two division changed their insignia. <laughs> For the audio listener, it's a bear <laughs> holding a missile. It's like it's a it's the outline of a bear holding a missile. You're that's what you're missing and out it, on. It, right it looks now. like a military patch and it's says thirty five twenty two and then yeah, it's the Wow, I want that on a hat. So it's bad. So cool. Uh and <clears throat> after the war, they they made dozens of these statues of this bear carrying looking so happy too. everyone else is like freaking fretting because like, war. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna die here. Get this to the front lines now. Okay, stab right out. And then this bear is just like I'm part of this. I love war. Anybody got any cigarettes? I'm hungry. I'm so glad you didn't make me go home with that kid. Can you imagine what I'd be carrying in his house? Look how happy that bear looks. <laughs> He's so happy. So where's that bear today? Uh, so after the war, they took him to the zoo, uh, and the zoo uh, was like, "Yeah, we'll put him with our other brown bears." Yeah, no, we'll make him a zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> they put him with the other brown bears. Yeah, he hated it. He couldn't connect with them. Yeah, they couldn't connect with him. Nothing he to thought talk he about. was a soldier. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> they were domesticated, <laughs> and he was wild. He'd been through some stuff. Reverse, and they're like, "No, we're we're wild, wild bears. bears. They brought us from the woods. You're, you're domesticated." domesticated. <laughs> and he goes, "Have you guys have you guys seen someone get?" He's shot? got his little napkin that he eats with, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like uh, uh, "No, no, I don't think you know the things I've seen." Will you pass me the marmalade, <laughs> please? So they they had to create a new enclosure just for him, uh, so that way the other bears didn't mess with them because they didn't they didn't get along. Um, so he got a private enclosure, and the thirty five twenty second division was like, we want to see him. Well, they would come visit him all the time, and they would jump the fence and go wrestle with him and bring him cigarettes and beer <laughs> and just hang out with him. 
in the zoo. <laughs> All right, kids, come on over here. You're a second grade teacher. All right, kids, come on over here. And so we got the brown bears. You know the brown bears. Uh, they live in this part of the country. And oh, hold on. One of the zookeepers is down there feeding that bear. Let's see what he's feeding. Probably salmon. You know. I think <laughs> that is bush light cigarettes. <laughs> okay, kids. So suddenly this is a this is a let's talk about peer pressure. Okay. <laughs> Just say no. This is how dare got started. <laughs> the dare bear. <laughs> yeah, so this guy uh Wojtek became a war hero uh in Poland in his own right. The um, war bear. The war bear. Um yeah, but um, he ended up uh, in 1963. He passed away at the age. That's of such a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. He uh, successful war bear, the most successful war bear in history. <laughs> it makes you think, you know. I mean, you know, where do we find a bear cub? <laughs> Apparently, on a train into Poland. What other podcast just has a bear? Sitting in the corner. This is like a guest. Dude, Alex is getting kind of expensive. <laughs> Our audio engineer is a literal bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think we're joking, but he's a literal bear. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gunning for that top podcast spot. <laughs> Three bears. <laughs> Not wild. It's domesticated pretty domesticated (laughs) bro. (laughs) That's not cool at all, man. That's so domesticated. domesticated. (laughs) Bro, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's domesticated. That sounds pretty domestic. (laughs) 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 It's a scale. It's just like wet. It's a scale. Mm. All right. Is that what you want to end on? Well, Well, you want those to be your last words before you're mauled by a bear. (laughs) It's just like what? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, and uh, one of the most impressive things is that in the middle of that campaign uh, in Italy, Italy also had a war tiger. 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 Um, You couldn't think of any animals from Italy. You were like, (laughs) ah. Tigers. Well, I was trying to think of another ferocious tigers. animal. Tigers. They had a war tiger, uh, and the Italians. You know how they are. They're artsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go out there <laughs> and fiddle off that bear. <laughs> Things alone last night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker and graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night.